love you and we bless you. We thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. And Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I ask that you would allow us to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And that we want to be blessed. And Father, we thank you. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. Father, you never fail to send the anointing. And so we thank and praise you, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, calling what's not. Amen. You don't have to call what is because it already is. So you have to call what is not. Amen. Because whatever you have, whatever is, you already have it. You don't have to call it. Amen. But calling what's not, calling those things that do not exist, those things that God has already said yes and amen to, but you're trying to get it into the natural realm. Amen. And so you have to call those things. Amen. Call those things that be not as though they already were, because they already are. And this is why God, amen, God speaks in the past tense, that word were, it's past tense because it is. (laughs) It's already been done. It's already been given. Amen. And so we have to talk like it. We have to understand and recognize that when God has given us a promise, it is so. Amen. And so we have to act like it. We pray and we pray and we pray. And then we com- confess our negative things to God. Well, when are you going to do this? And I'm so tired and I'm, I'm mad. And, you know, and, and you know what we're doing? We're, we're okay, confessing what the devil has said to God. Make you think. We're confessing what the devil has said. We're confessing that to God. Amen. When we need to confess what God has said to us, Father, I thank you for your promises. Father, I thank you that I am blessed. I thank you that I am healed. Lord, you own a cattle on a thousand hills. So I know nothing is impossible with you. I mean, you confess what God has already said to you. Does that make sense? You don't confess what the devil's told you in your mind and telling God how disrespectful we are. But we forget. Amen. But God is saying in this hour, I want to bless you. I am going to bless you. I am with you. You know, and so we have to remember these things. And just start living it. If we start to live it, we won't forget it. Amen? And we need to know and understand that God is with us and stop the complaining prayer. (laughs) Stop complaining what the devil is doing you to God. God already knows. He's waiting on us to do something about it. Because he's given us victory already. He's placed, um, you know, power and authority on us. He's given us 
uh, the keys to the kingdom, to bind it, to loose, we can stop whatever it, it is that the devil is doing. And when we go to God, Father, I thank you. I thank you for victory. I thank you, Father, that I am victorious, that you've already taken care of these things, that it is done in Jesus' name. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You know, every tongue that rises up against me in accusation, I will condemn. You know, you are, God's already done all the work. All we have to do is put into practice what he's already said. Put into practice what he's already done. Amen. And I'm telling you that the devil cannot stand. Look, when Jesus was tempted and the, and, uh, the devil followed him around, he was tired. He was hungry. He hadn't eaten for 40 days, but he shot that word. He didn't complain to follow. Oh, I'm so tired, and I'm so hungry, and here he is messing with me. And what are you going to do about that, you know? But he gave the devil the word. Amen? Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, he just shot the word. You know, that the word is, is like having a double-barrel shotgun. And you shoot that word at the devil. That's the only thing he respects. He's not going to respect. He likes it when you get in God's face complaining about him, which makes him the more powerful person than God. Amen. And the devil has no power. God's already told us that. Amen. So if you can see it, you can change it. Amen. Amen. You can use your faith to change anything that the devil is doing to you. It is never too late. It is never too late to get victory. And as a matter of fact, we got the victory. Amen. <laughs> victory is already ours. So we need to stop complaining and we need to change our language to God. Amen. Get our love language going to God and stop the complaining and the negative quoting. Amen. Because it causes a crop failure every time. Hallelujah. So don't call things that is because it's already here. Call things as you want them to be. Father, I thank you for my husband. You know, I thank you for children. I thank you for a, a nice home. I thank you for a new vehicle. Call things that you want. Amen? And it's already done. See, God has made provision for everything that we need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, God's already taken care of. It's already ours. We don't have to beg God for anything. All we have to do is go through the right motion, go through the right steps to get it. And it's not a step in formula, but you have to know something. <laughs> in him we live, we have our being. Stay in him, and he will share these things with you. Know who you are. Amen. I'm a child of the king. Amen. An heir. I'm an heir. And if you're an heir then there was much given and released to you already. Amen. But you have to know how to claim it. You claim it with your mouth. Re release your faith statement. <laughs> and once you release your faith statement, let it stand. Don't take it back. <clears throat> Amen. Re support what you say when you make your faith statement. Support what you say with actions. If you're victorious, act like it. Talk like it. You can't act like you've got it going on. And when you talk, there's nothing behind it. Amen. 
and vice versa. And so we have to know who we are. We have to trust God that he is going to do exceedingly and abundantly above. He's going to do above what we are complaining about. He's going to do above what's wrong in our lives. He already, he's already made plans to fix the things that are wrong. <clears throat> so we give him the glory. <clears throat> Father, I thank you that all things will work together for my good. I thank you, Father, that you are a miracle-working God, and there's nothing too hard for you. This is what God wants to hear us say. You know why? Because it lets God know that he, we trust him. And we're trusting that there's nothing he cannot do for us. Amen? Things that seem impossible, they're possible with God. Impossible maybe with man, but very possible with God. There's nothing too hard for him. And so what we need to do is line our faith up with God's faith. Or line our faith up with what God's already done. Because he's already done it. Put your faith and trust in God. <clears throat> And once you've said something, stand by it. Don't make a declaration and then back off of it. Take, you know, stop, stop your stand. Continue, I don't care how it looks, because <clears throat> we are not moved. We are not moved. Because we need to learn like Abraham to consider not. Amen. We have to consider not what the devil's doing. Consider not. Really, it's us. Oops, it's us <laughs> because, you know, we have to fight what's going on in our brain. Fight that voice that tells us that this is not going to work just like it didn't work the last time. Well, you keep listening to that voice. And when by the time you're done listening to that voice, it ain't working. But it's not working because of what you're putting out in the atmosphere with your mouth. That's why it don't work. Negative Nelly, that's what I used to call some people. Stop being negative because God doesn't move by negativity. He that, that does not get him to move. God doesn't operate in pity. He's a merciful God, amen, but he does not operate in pity. He just doesn't do that. So allow your actions to come in line with what you said, whatever you declare. <clears throat> you allow your actions to come in line with what you have already said because the devil's going to try to make things come up to make you eat your words, to make you go back on what you've already said. Amen? Hallelujah. But your faith and trust in God is what's important. Amen? Hallelujah. The, you know, okay, so listen, this is not a theory. A lot of people try to work the word of God like it's a theory or like it's a puzzle or, you know, like a formula what i'm trying to say but it's not it's it's purely based on faith and righteousness amen bible methods are criticized well i put it to you like this <clears throat> when you speak it forth when you speak something that god has put in your spirit or you re really you're repeating what god has already said now it's a bible method that when you say you can have what you say. So when you say, you're declaring. <clears throat> and when you do that, the devil's trying to make you take it back. Amen. But you have to stand because people criticize Bible methods because they don't think they work. 
Or they'll come up with something like, well, I don't want to say that to God. I don't want to be like God. I'm not God. I'm not trying to be him. So I don't want to say what he says. Can you believe people think that way? Well, we're supposed to. We're made in his image. Why can't we say what he says? <laughs> we are made in his image. He's given us a provision to say what he said and see it come to pass. Because it's done, we're just trying to get it into manifestation. We're trying to get it into the natural realm. Amen? But it is already done. People don't understand Bible methods because they don't understand God. Amen? So we need to all get into our word and give God time in our lives so that he can talk to us, show us, and we can receive understanding and revelation. Amen? Hallelujah. Calling those things that be not is out of the ordinary, but it agrees with the word of God. So as long as you're working the word, what do you care what people think? Amen? Hallelujah. So it's like this. We speak and believe and direct our faith, and it materializes. We speak and believe, or believe and speak, whatever you want to, but you have to speak it forth. And direct our faith. See, this directs your faith. And it will materialize in the natural. We call things that be not as though they were. So that word were is past tense, meaning it, it already exists somewhere. Amen. Reconciliation has already been spoken. So it, it exists somewhere. Amen. And so we're trying to get it here, front and center, where we are. And it, it does, it, it happens, you just have to not give up. Don't quit. If you, don't, if you quit, you mess up. But the good thing about God is when you repent, when you come to your senses and you repent, you can get right back where you were. Amen. Fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. So let's go to Romans four thirteen. <coughs> Excuse me. 413 <clears throat> calling those things that be not <clears throat> as though they were why because they already exist in this in the spirit realm amen hallelujah so let's see Romans 413 it says for the promise <clears throat> that he would be the heir of the world did I read that right? For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, okay, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. <coughs> In other words, all you had to do to receive uh, the promise is to be born again and receive uh, the righteousness that Abraham, that was accounted to Abraham, because we're his heir, we're his children, amen? And so what your father owned, you own. And so it's not coming through the law where, the, where you have to work to be good enough to uh, earn the promise. But it's already given, it's bestowed to us, amen? And so that's what this scripture is saying. It is saying it's through righteousness. Amen. You know, Abraham obeyed God, 
and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So he's righteous, and we're righteous because we're heirs of the promise. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's see. Verse 14, for, it, for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made to none effect. Are y'all here today? Amen. See, righteousness speaks faith. Righteousness and faith, faith comes with righteousness. Amen? Because if you're a righteous person, then you're going to walk in faith. And if you walk in faith, you're going to walk in love. Because faith works by love. Amen? So it's all tied in together. Amen. So it says here in 15, because the law brings about wrath for where... Where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is, of, it, is, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. So the promise is sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of of us all. Are y'all here today? So who, <clears throat> how did you get involved in this promise through faithful Abraham? Well, let's just call him that because that's what he was. Amen. Well, why was he so faithful? Because he considered not. Considering not will cause you to be faithful. Amen. Considering not will cause you to be righteous. Now, what does consider not mean? Don't consider all of the things that's bugging you. <clears throat> Don't consider all the bad things that's going on. But consider it not. Don't consider how bad you feel it about now. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But righteousness speaks faith by grace. Not just to Abraham, but to his seed. And that's us. That's you and me. The Bible says Abraham believed God, and so it was accounted to him as righteousness. Amen. And that the righteous or the redeemed, and that's you and me, the redeemed or the righteous, hallelujah, would be heirs of the world. So all we need to do, what does that say for us? All we need to do is claim it. Amen. Claim the promises because it's already given. We don't have to go with our birth certificates and show who we are. Try to prove that you are, you have something coming. It's already written in blood. Amen. So God knows who we are. He knows that we are heirs. And if you're heir, if you're an heir, if you get a letter and somebody tells you that you have money coming because someone left it to you, some some, and you're an heir to somebody, what do you do? You take your ID and you go down to the courts. And you go claim it. In the same way, because we are heirs, heirs to the promise, to all the promises of God, not just one, but every one of them that's in the benefits package, which is demonstrated here. Amen. Hallelujah. Love, hope, peace, redemption, righteousness, prosperity, grace. Whatever God has bequeathed to us, all we have to do is claim it. Amen. You claim it. You don't walk around like you don't know who you are. Amen. So the promises of Abraham is ours too. 
And that's how we become heirs, because we're redeemed. Hallelujah. Abraham is the heir of the world and his seed to the promises of God. So it's already done. You see how this is already manufactured. Not manufactured. That's a bad word to say, but it's already planned. It's in the plan of God. Let's go to Joshua 1, 8. Hallelujah. And so instead of asking and begging God to do something he's already done, why not just enjoy what he's done? Take take um, advantage of what he's done and enjoy it. Amen. Enjoy being an heir. I'm enjoying being an heir. Amen. Because you know why? Because by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. I am healed in Jesus' name. And so all I have to do is claim what I need whenever I need it. You cannot go to God too much. You can never go to God too much. Amen. Now, there is a stipulation when, except when a promise is conditional. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like when God gave Joshua his instructions in Joshua 1.8. Let's read that. A condi- some promises are conditional. It's still a promise. But when, when I say conditional, I mean this. You do this, and I do that. Amen? If you do this, I'll do that. Now, God has some promises that are conditional. Amen? And his promise to Joshua, giving him every uh, everywhere that his foot tread that he would own that land all of this was con- conditional it was contingent on him following instructions amen so let's see what i say joshua 1 8 and it says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it not on it but in it meditate in the word day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So in other words, to have good success in most things, you have to follow God's instructions. Amen? And it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It has to, That word has to stay in your mouth. Not cuss words, which I know I'm not talking to anyone here. But you'd be surprised how people talk instead of saying words that edify God, words that lift God up. That's, these are the things that God wants us to keep in our mouths. Amen. He wants us to say uh, exceptionally sweet things to him. God, I worship you. You're a wonderful God. You're magnificent. I love you. And I bless you. I adore you. Thank you for keeping me as the apple of your eye. I mean, you know, he wants to hear those things. Just read the, the Psalms of, uh, what's that, Songs of Solomon. And he'll tell you how he likes to hear these sweet words. And so what we have to do our part. Now, Joshua had many promises from God. But it was contingent to <clears throat> him keeping the word, not letting the word depart out of his mouth. That's in verse 8. And meditating on the word day and night. And observing and doing everything that was written. And then God says, and then he promised him success. Then you will make your way prop, uh, make your way prosperous and have good success. Amen. And then another thing he added to it, which is not part of his instruction, but I think it was. In verse 9 he says, have I not commanded you to be strong and be 
good and courageous, be of good courage. And so he had to be strong and keep, keep away from fear and not let fear dominate him. Amen. Same thing goes for us. Amen. And so the promises are ours. But we have, we, God has dec- decreed and declared what, what we already know. Whatever you've asked him for, he's declared it already. So it shall come to pass. Why? Because it's already done. If we can just understand it, it is already done. Amen. Abraham had to make a decision to believe the promise and trust God with it. Amen. And once you believe a promise, don't change your mind. The devil's going to try everything to make you change your mind, to take you off of your stand. Amen. He wants you to wind up saying, God never told you that. Amen. Well, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Amen. But he'll try to make you think that it was your (laughs) bad memory or whatever. He just doesn't want you to stand on the word. He wanted Jesus to bow down to him. Amen. He wanted him to have faith in what he said rather than having faith in what the word of God has already spoken. And it's like this. It's a done deal anyway. Amen. So we have to stay with what God is telling us because he is telling us to be strong. He told Joshua to be strong. And did not tell you not to be fearful? Be strong and be courageous and not fear and go forth and obey my commands. But keep the word of God in your heart. Keep it in your mouth and you won't have any trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Don't change your mind. I have called you the father of many nations. He had called things that be not as though they were, because they were. Amen. Abraham called things that be not as though they were, because they were. God said it. Amen. And so he just uh, repeated what God had told him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, he had to come to a place where he had to make a decision to wholly follow God, no matter what came his way, because there were troubles when he, when God told him that he would bear a son, he wouldn't have one in the natural. He chose a plan B, like some of us do, and it didn't work. It never does. And so he had to go back to, to the original plan of God. He repented, and he loved the Lord. It was accounted to him as righteousness, And he decided, he made a decision to do this the right way. And it took him 25 years to have Isaac. Not saying yours is going to be that long. So don't go there. Oh, no, I ain't going to wait that long. You will if that's how long it takes to get the promise. (laughs) Thank God for Amos 9.13. Amen. Where everything is expedited, quickly, exceeded. Amen. Everything is, is what, what's the word? Yeah, accelerated. Amen. And so thank God. And this is what Amos 9.13 is about. It's not just abundance and provision, but it's about acceleration. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a good time to be, it's a good time to be living for God. It really is. It just depends on how you look at life. Amen. And so we want to just trust God and, and do exactly what he's told us to do, like, like Joshua. You know, he was not depending on, on, see, 
this is what I'm, I'm just thinking about Joshua. He had more faith than the others. Him and Caleb, they came back with a good report. You know why? Because of his righteousness. Because he was in that word. And he didn't think like the others thought. And he didn't fear. He says he didn't have the grasshopper mentality like the others. Only two out of out of thousands. And that's because he's kept his nose in that Bible. He knew what was already given to him. And it t- took away his fear. It took away his complaining. And he stood for God. He stood for righteousness. And he believed God. And he says, no, those people are no bigger than we are. We can take the land. Amen. We are not grasshopper to these people. And we can take the land. So just like Abraham, he considered not. You know, Joshua considered not. All he did is took his instructions from God. And if God said that he would win the battle, he would win the battle. Wherever God told him to go, and he said, every place that your foot tread, I will give you that land. He trusted God, and he kept going. Amen? Hallelujah. And other people, oh, he had problems, I'm sure, just like Moses. Had problems with the people because they didn't want to do this. and they did. But he kept going, and he didn't stop. Let's go to Romans 4. Hallelujah. You're going to have opposition when you trust in God. You're going to have opposition when you are trying to obey the word. But what do you do? You obey anyway. Amen. You continue to obey the word of God, and you don't quit. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 4. We're going back. We were in Romans before. Let's go to verse 19. Uh, I think that's the one I want. It's talking back about Abraham. It says, not... And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says, and he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He was strengthened in faith. Amen. How was he strengthened in faith the same way uh, Joshua was strengthened in faith? He kept the word of God in his heart. He was righteous. He, He fought for righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, let's see, where am I at? So Abraham learned how to consider not stay in faith until he got the promise. Amen. He didn't give up on the promise. He considered not even the age of his body or the deadness of his wife's womb. Amen. He staggered not. Let's go to verse 21. That means he didn't look when something happened. He didn't say, oh, oh, my age, oh, my back, oh, my thigh, oh, my leg. He didn't do that. You know, he just continued to say, I'm going to be a father of many, and I don't know what it all Entails, but I'm excited about it because God has said. And so he looked forward to being the father of many. Amen. Many nations. Verse 21, it says, so that as sin reigned in, am I in the right place? No. Okay. Verse 19. It says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Did I read that before? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. 21. Okay, I got it now. 
and being fully convinced or fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? See, this is why we quit. This is why we stop. Because the devil's going to throw something in there that you can't handle. Like he'll say, remember what you did? You did this, and you. He's not gonna come. He's not gonna tell you anything that you need to repent for. He don't want you to repent. He's gonna tell you stupid stuff. You know, like you didn't say your prayer. It's always religious. You didn't pray enough. You didn't do this. Remember when you went to sleep that night, and you you went you went you went to sleep on your prayer partner. He he's. <laughs> He's not going to tell you things like, you shouldn't have done what you did, repent. He's not going to tell you anything important, amen, or whatever it is. You know what you do, and you need to repent. He's not going to tell you that. He's going to tell you something dumb, and it's always going to, uh, you know, it's always going to entail, it's always going to be about something about you and God. When he don't know nothing about you and God. He really, he really don't know anything about. He's just going by your reactions. How, what you gonna do? And so he goes by your reaction to what he suggests, and you can refute his his suggestions, or you can go along with him. Amen. But we have the power to reject whatever it is that the devil is telling us. Amen. We bind that fear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be courageous and do not fear. Hallelujah. So being fully persuaded that God had promised and what he promised, see, he just judged God faithful. He judged him faithful because he said it like this. He said, if God promised this to me, he is able. Why would he promise me? Because we, we, we serve a just God. We serve a God that loves us. We serve a living God. And if he couldn't perform on what he's promised he wouldn't have promised it to me so he had to condition his mind and make a decision to wholly follow the lord no matter what came up and there's a lot of things that came up but he said and even when he made that mistake and had ishmael with the maid you know with his wife poking you know encouraging him he was still the man he was still responsible and he took responsibility for it and he repented amen he repented because he knew that um he had messed up and when we mess up just repent but the devil's not going to tell you that's what you need to do he's going to point the finger at something minute something that's religious well you got you got to get on your knees more you have to do do things that he's going to point things out that's irrelevant because he doesn't want you to get on your knees and repent. So he's always going to point it at or put the blame on somebody else so you don't repent. He doesn't want you to take responsibility for what you do because he knows that if you have unrepented sin, it's kind of hard to get God's help. Amen. That's putting roadblocks in the way. And so this is the devil's mission. He didn't visit Jesus any other time but after he was fasting. He thought he would catch him in some type of weak, compromising position. Amen. And this is how he does us. He wants to hit us when we're weak, when we're not thinking right, when we're in a bad mood. And this is why we need to learn to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We need to walk in the Spirit. Learn to walk in the Spirit all the time. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis 17. And we'll talk about how um, Abraham became who he was. And it started with his name. Amen. You, you are what you're called. Hallelujah. God changed Abraham's name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of many nations. Look, when you're called something, when that's your name, what do you do? You respond to that. You line your life up with what you're called. And you start to take on that personality and you get used to that. I mean, it becomes who you are. And so God changed his name, and he became who God said he was. Amen? And that's the same thing with anybody, the father of many nations. Hallelujah. And so he started to act like the father. This is why, and see, faith comes by hearing. And he heard God calling him Abraham. And it meant father of many he got used to hearing that. And faith comes by hearing. It says that through time, Abraham uh, started to walk in faith. But it took a while because he needed to continue to hear who he was. Hear. Amen. And so faith always comes by what you hear. That's why you have to be careful what you listen to. But let's go to 17 verse 5. We're in Genesis. And it says here, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, <clears throat> let's go down to verse 15, and let's see what, how Sarah changed. Yeah, seventeen fifteen. It says, and then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, now her name was Sarai, amen, in, in the beginning. As for your wife Sarai, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, amen. And so what, what did her name change her mother of many, amen? So when he changed their names, if you think about it, that's why the big change came, because faith comes by hearing. And they started to hear who they were all the time. If somebody changes your name and start calling you bishop, you can start walking like a bishop, talking, even if you ain't called. And they just gonna, they going to do it anyway. But you're going to start to put on that persona. And so this is what they done. They did. They did. <laughs> Sorry about that. This is what happened. So when somebody calls you something, that's what you are. Amen. You're ide you identify with it. Amen. Abraham heard his name. And faith comes from hearing. We said that. So you have to identify. And what did this identity do? It gave him hope. Amen. So if you see, this is what I'm saying. When you don't know who you are, you give up hope. Amen. You lose hope when you don't know who you are. If you don't know that all these promises are for you, 
you just have to know how to get them, and it's, it's not a trick to it. You just believe God. When you do these things and not lose, you lose hope when you don't know who you are. Let me stick with that. Abraham hoped against hope. Why? Because his name was Abraham. Y'all follow that? And so when, when we lose hope, we need to go back to who we are. We forget who we are. Amen? So we need to know that the word of God is bequeathed to us. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We have to know who we are in Christ, that all the promises belong to us, and God's given us power and authority, dominion. He has given us all of these things to have a good life. Amen? He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. God's done all he needs to do. Amen? This is why Jesus closed that book. (laughs) He was done. He went in and he read a few scriptures, and he closed the book. And he said, this day, what is it, this day, this scripture, amen, is fulfilled in your ears. And see, he knew that he was saying, look, whatever is written in the scriptures, you can have it right now. You don't have to do nothing but claim it. Well, how do you claim it? Live the way you know, live in a way that you know that you are going to receive. You are, you are who God said you are. You're a child of the king. Amen. You're heaven bound. You have power, dominion, and authority. And you receive everything. You've got to walk in confidence of your identity. And Satan comes to rob us, and he always gets people who don't know who they are. Amen. They lose their identity because they, they're in the carnal realm. They don't stay in the spirit realm, and they don't believe these spiritual promises. They're spiritual promises, but they're very much in the earth. Amen. All you have to do is believe it and, and receive it. And so know it's yours. If you know who you are, you know it's yours. And you start to act accordingly. Well, this is what happened to Abraham and Sarah because, look, he was 100, she was 90. Her biological click, <laughs> wait a minute, her biological clock had ticked out. So it was not a question of, you know, is it too late? It was too late. But they received the word of the Lord. Why? Because of who they were. She was Sarah instead of Sarai. And he was Ab- Ab- Abraham or Abraham instead of Abram. And so their names meant something. And they walked in a way that they knew who they were. Amen? They knew that the promises of God were for them because God said they could trust him. Amen? They didn't lose their identity. I believe we miss out on so many blessings of God because we lose our identity. We forget who we are. Amen? And we forget who we are because we get in the flesh and we stop believing God because we start, you know, like that, that leaf. I see a leaf that's blowing in the wind and it drifts because we are double-minded people and we roll or flow with every wind and wave of doctrine. And then when something looks like it's too strong or this is the biggie, we back up like we're not 
heirs to the promises of God, and we bow to whatever that feeling is that we have that we're not, um, what's the word I want to use? We're not going to get what what God said because we are not uh, equipped to get it. It looks too hard, and so we stop trying. Amen? Forgetting that God has given us all the help that we need. You know, and so we have to remember who we are. If you forget, get in that word. You know, a personal relationship with God will definitely keep you in the in the click, <laughs> in the folds. You won't forget who you are when you have a personal relationship with him. Not just knowing something about him, but knowing him. Being in him. Amen. Hallelujah. In him we live move and have our being being in him amen and so you don't miss things when you're in him because you definitely don't forget who you are you're a child of the king you're a child of god amen and you're redeemed you're the redeemed of the lord and so we deserve everything that god has promised don't go by how you feel amen so we say that abraham considered not he staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't walk by and then say, oops, that. He just kept going and saying, yes, I can have that. I can have that too. No matter how old I am, I can have that too. It's not too late. I'm not too old. He had to convince himself. Amen? He had, and when you convince yourself, you make a decision. I am going to go with God, and I am not changing. Oh, but it's, well, what are they saying about me because I didn't get it yet? They need to, people need to worry about their own stuff. They didn't get theirs yet either. Amen. And so we need to stop watching one another and keep our eyes on God. Amen. Because, you know, <laughs> it rained on the just and the unjust. But if you stay with God, you will receive everything that God has for you and then some. Amen. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter 1. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 3. Uh, I don't think that's it. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm in First Peter. That's one. Second Peter 1. Push that button again. Second Peter one. Verse three. Okay. And it says, As his divine nature has given to all to us all things pertaining to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and by virtue or by excellence. We've been called by glory and and by excellence, through knowledge, by him. How can God make a mistake? Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> and so God doesn't make mistakes. And um, Abraham stuck around God, talked to him, got to know him, had a relationship with him. And he soon found out that what God said, he could actually perform. Amen? Let's go to verse 4. It says, by which we have been given have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises 
that through these you might be partakers of the of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust so in other words because of who we are because of our name because we're heirs because we belong to god we partake of his divine nature and that word divine means it's a heavenly nature so what does that mean it means that we not dirt we're not people that see we shouldn't fall uh, for the first thing that the devil throws out at because we're so much higher we walk higher amen we are so much better than that why because we have god's divine nature we have his personality we're made in his image we're spirit beings why we act so carnal i don't know it's it's comfortable i know why it's comfortable we're familiar with the carnal uh, side but the bible says that we have a new creation man and that's your spirit man that's on the inside of us and he gets stronger day by day the old man is not taking over your new man is taking over amen hallelujah the bible says that the old man is being chopped up and killed he's dying day by day if you let him stop holding on to him because he needs to die amen we need to let him die so that we can operate in the fullness of god amen we need to operate in god's fullness we have everything that we need we have every opportunity we have everything on the inside of us the strength and the power we have grace and mercy working for us and there is no reason why we fail no reason why we should fail god didn't set us up for failure he set us up for victory the bible says we are victorious in him but see we try to get victory through our flesh are y'all here some trust in chariots and horses but we trust in the living god and so everything that we do everything that we receive has to be received through him because in him we live move and have our being we're in him you can't do anything outside of god it won't work it the the plan for our lives is not even set up to do things without god it's plan it's set up to do things through him in him by him amen hallelujah so it's already been given to us so call it call it forth call it forth now i'm healed in jesus name i curse these symptoms right now in the name of jesus and i thank you that i walk in divine health and i walk in the spirit and i am healed i am the redeemed of the lord and i am saying it amen father i thank you that you sent your son to the cross and he was beaten and bruised for everything that i need to get healed every sickness everything has been beaten and he has the stripes on his back and that's why i am healed amen you know sickness disease iniquity everything he took to that cross and he was victorious on the cross there's nothing that we need to do except believe it amen believe it and receive it speak it forth hallelujah let's go to genesis 1 i think we went there before i'm not sure okay let's go back one more time and we'll go back to romans again too genesis 1 1 
And we're talking about, I just wanted to read to you how when the, the earth was, was forming void. In other words, there was nothing there but God. And when God started to speak, things happened. Genesis 1, verse 1. When he spoke, nothing happened until God started to speak. Amen. There was nothing until he spoke. It was him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Amen. And God saw the light, that it was good. Why? Because everything that God does is good. He doesn't make mistakes. And God divided the light from the darkness. And he called light day, and in darkness he called night. And so this is how things came into uh, uh, existence. It started with God's mouth. Amen? So in the beginning, there was vast darkness until God said something. And when he spoke, he changed things. Change came out of his mouth. Well, that was God. That's you too. Amen? Because you're made in his image. But, but what's the problem then? If this is true, what's my problem? You talk wrong. Quiet. We say the wrong things. We need to speak just as God spoke. He spoke with confidence. He spoke with, with uh, power and might. No fear. See, when we speak, we're not sure. God was sure. How do I know? Because it was. <laughs> In the beginning, God. So he spoke with confidence, power, and might. Amen. He knew that he wanted to create something, so what did he do? He opened his mouth. Well, what does this have to do with me and you? We have to create what we want. Although God's already promised it to us, but we have to say it. Amen. Why? Because if you're redeemed and you're trusting God and you're of God, then you'll say what he said to create something out of nothing. Amen. You create your healing. You create it by what you say and what you think, what's in your heart and what's in your mind. I am healed, the healed of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I am blessed. I am, I have abundance. Whatever it is that you need, you have to say it. And so there's nothing, well, God's already given me that stuff. Well, why don't you have it? And so you have to continue to say it and expect it, and then you'll believe it, make a decision to believe it, and you'll see it. Amen? Because it's already done. It's in the, in the uh, unseen realm. That's why you don't call what you see. You call what you don't see. <laughs> <laughs> you call what you don't see. Where my husband? I call him forth in Jesus' name. I call my wife in Jesus' name. Whatever you need, whatever you don't see, you need to call it. Amen? And believe it. You ain't just calling stuff and don't believe it. But when you call and you hear, you hear yourself speaking and you're reading the scriptures, you become confident that what you say, you'll have. Amen? What God has already spoken to you, you, you become confident that you'll see that. And then you start to consider not. What do I start to consider not? Amen. 
I'll start to consider not the suggestions that the devil is telling me in my ear. I'll stop considering the fact that I got a a bill, a new bill from the government, or whatever it is. I'm not going to consider that because it's already taken care of. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to trust God. You start to consider not what's going, what you're going through. And then you, you stop becoming uh, um, a double-minded person. The Bible says a double-minded person is inconsistent in all of his ways, and he shall not receive anything from God. Well, maybe that's why you think that's why I haven't received it. Uh-huh. And so you just repent, and you get back there in faith. Amen. And if you mess up again, you repent quicker and get back in there, in there with faith. Amen. Start talking right. Amen. Talk right instead of talking wrong. Because God already knows what the devil did. He kicked him out of heaven. He messed up on God's dime. And so you don't need to tell him what the devil's doing. He already knows, but he's expecting you to speak you know, against what, what's happening. Amen? Because you're just glorifying the devil. And that's what he wants. He wants you to glorify him and make him bigger than what God is than the promises of God. And so you can't do that. Amen? We're made in God's image. You're not made in the devil's image. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So the same dominion... Uh, over things it's the same dominion you use you the same dominion god used that's the dominion that you use to take authority over evil i bind you know you we're quick to bind but we don't know what we're binding and sometimes we don't even know uh what we're binding or what authority that we're coming in we're coming in god's authority and we're using the keys to the kingdom to bind or to stop or to disallow and allow. So you have to stop the devil. God's already given us the weapons of our warfare, and they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are not carnal weapons. It is not your neighbor. Amen. It's the devil. <laughs> and so we use these um, spiritual weapons. Amen. You know, you come to him, not with a horse and a chariot, you know, not with a javelin or a spear, but you come in the name of the living God, and you give that word, you shoot it to the devil like Jesus did, and then you, you break free. Amen. Hallelujah. That's all we need to do is remember who we are. That's all. We don't have to bow to the devil. We don't have to be afraid of what he's doing. But all we have to do is speak and change things. Change how we think by meditating on the word. Get a mind change. And see, this is why it's so hard for us to fight the devil. We think like he thinks. We think like he, you can't think like he thinks. Always complaining. I can't. I won't. I don't. I ain't, you know. What about I will, I can, I must, I have, I have victory, I am overcomer. What about those things? Amen. And so we have to change what we say. We have to change how we look at things because we look at things in the wrong way. Why? Because we listen to the devil. Well, it's no use. You shouldn't do that. It'll never happen. 
you know, all of these things. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not God. That's why he got kicked out. Amen. He talks wrong. And so we need to stay focused on who we are. And, and another thing, de- the devil don't have a right to us. We've been redeemed. He's trespassing. Amen. We need to tell him and remind him, look, I don't belong to you anymore. You're trespassing. I belong to the living God. Amen. In him I live, move, and have my being. I'm blessed of the Lord. I'm healed of the Lord. And there is nothing you can do about it. So you get out of my business. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to put the devil. See, the devil has a long memory. He remembers every negative word you said. Every time you agreed with him, he wrote it down. But you tell him, look, I'm forgiven. I plead the blood. (laughs) I'm forgiven. I plead the blood. Amen. And I am forgiven of all of my mistakes. Amen. And you ask God to please, you know, not let those words come to naught. You know, have them come to naught, not let them, um, you know, come come and work against you. But repent. That comes with repentance. Amen. Let's go to Rome, back to Romans. Let's go to chapter 10. We're almost done. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church, but that's okay. We'll get through it. Amen. We will get through it. 10 verse 17, and it's a familiar scripture. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. We hear, we speak, and we believe. Amen. Faith is the divine energy of God. That's his divine energy. And it's given unto us. The more you stay with God, the more you develop your relationship, the more you uh, are in his bosom, in his lap, talking to him, being comforted by him. This divine nature and this divine, um, what did I say it was, whatever it is, energy. Thank you, Avis. It rubs off on us because we we can't help but to get what he has. Amen. We get what he has. Amen. Why? Because we're part of who he is. We're made in his image. We're part of him. And his divine nature is on the inside of us, so his divine energy is working through us. Amen. Well, what does this allow us to do? All things. All things through Christ. All things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Hallelujah. And the grace of God enables us to stand strong. Amen. God's already made a way for us to be victorious and to get whatever's promised to us. It's already done. Amen. So call on things that be not as though they are. I am healed. I am I am victorious. I have money. I'm rich. Amen. I am rich. I am blessed. You know, whatever God says you are, you are. Amen. And so you have to stay in that mindset. You cannot uh, be blown away with every wind of doctrine. Everything that the devil's doing will make you stumble and get off of your stand. That's not faith. It's fear. Amen. 
And so we need to stay in faith. Hallelujah. Having done all, then we stand and we stand some more and we stand some more. And when the devil comes and try to knock you off your stand, you get with God again and you, you, re, you remind yourself. You remind yourself of who you are. You know, I am strong in, in the, in, through Christ. You know, I have victory. You know, all of these things you remind yourself. Amen. And his divine energy, you know, just permeates our bodies, permeates your thinking. It makes you stronger. Amen. And you become who God, who that Bible says you are. You look up and you become that person and you wonder how did it happen. Amen. And so God, hallelujah, praise God. God can do anything. And guess what? He's going to do it through me and you. We can't sit up and wait for him to do everything. He's already he's already done everything. He's done it all. Amen. And so we have to do our part so he and expect him. And that's another thing. We don't expect him to do his part. Expect him to do his part. Amen. And he will do and he'll move mountains for us. But guess what? He don't even have to do that. Because he said, Stay to this mountain. Say to this mountain. He doesn't say, well, get out and, and, and pray to me three times and, and then do three Hail Marys. He says, say to the mountain. Say. Let the redeemed of the Lord say. You're redeemed. Say. Say what you want. Amen. And don't call the cat if you want the dog. Be specific because you can have whatsoever you say. Amen. See, when bad things happen, it's because somewhere you can look down the line, you probably said what the devil showed you. And you probably said it so much, you created life or you gave life to that thing. Amen. Don't give life to what you don't want. Amen. Amen. We have a divine nature working on the inside of us. That's a lot to handle. That's a lot for the devil. That's a lot. And so we have a divine nature working in us and through us. Amen. And so we shouldn't lose sight of it. We forget these things. Let me tell you why. Because what the devil does looks so big, it looks bigger than what God has already said. Why? Why does it why is that? It's because of our mindset. Amen. How we think. What we think of God, and we think the devil is more powerful. Well, he ain't more powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. In the early days when we trained ourselves, when the Holy Spirit was training us, it was great big God and little bitty devil. That's how I remember. He's little. I don't care what he was doing. It seemed. (laughs) But little bitty devil. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we let's go to Mark 11. Well, you know what Mark 11:23 stated this mountain. But we're going to go there anyway. I like to read what I'm talking about. Mark 11:23. It says, "Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever saved, you need to underline it, circle it, do all of that." Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and do not doubt 
When you stay in it, when you speak in it, you cannot doubt. Well, I doubt it. Repent and stop doubting. Say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. In other words, you're telling the mountain of troubles to move. And does not doubt in your heart. Don't let doubt get into your heart. Okay, what's the difference? It may cross your mind. But don't let it get into your heart because that's a stumbling block. Now, when does it get in your heart? When you go too many times unchecked. When you don't check yourself and you let too many times go by when you just did nothing and let those thoughts feed you. And if you if gone unchecked, you will stop believing what God. You you start wondering, am I saved? Amen. <laughs> You'll start questioning your salvation, and that's exactly where the devil wants you. Amen. So let's see where let's go over this again. So you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and do not uh, doubt in your heart, but believe. That those things he says will be <clears throat> will be done, and this is a principle of the kingdom of God. That's what we've been talking about. This principle uh, of saying and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When you say, say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart. Amen. That's a principle of God. It's a kingdom principle. It says you can have whatsoever you say. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. In other words, don't ask in fear. If you in fear, tell God, God, I'm so sorry, I, I feel fear. But I'm asking you in the best faith that I have and increase my faith or forgive my unbelief. That's a better one. Amen. And he's going to tell you, I love you. I'm with you. It is done. Get in your word. And change how you think, because that's the real problem. You notice when once God gives you a promise, he'll take it back. Amen. That promise will forever be here until you receive it. It's not going anywhere. But if you, the only way a promise can stop is you get off of your stand. You just stop believing and you backslide. Amen. Plenty of people have done it. And they go after what they want, and then they get mad at you and me. Amen. Because it looks impossible. But everything looks impossible, but we know it's not because we just read that it's already done. <laughs> so we need to learn to think like God and, and have a higher standard. Because we don't, you know, we have the mind of Christ, and we can think like him, but we need to elevate our thinking. Amen. So that it will think like him. Renew your mind in the word of God. Amen. Like Joshua, this is really what God was telling Joshua in those instructions in Joshua 1.8. He was really saying, because he said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. These instructions, the law, you read it and keep it in the midst of your heart. You know, keep it. He was saying, look, renew your mind in the word. Stay in the word so that you can think like me and get victory. Amen. Gotta think like God. To get victory, you have to think like God. So when you say, and I like that in verse 23 again, for assuredly I say to you and whoever say. So God is saying to you 
that you need to say to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Amen. And tell it to be removed and cast into to the sea and watch your doubt. Well, how do I do that? By renewing your mind. When you think differently, you think with God and think like God, you won't have doubt in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can check if you start to fall into that. Where you start to doubt God, you can check it. See, most people live in such a way, they don't even, that, that automatic, automatic checker don't work. You know, because they're so used to allowing their bad thinking and wrong talking. They're allowing that to be a part of who they are for so many years. It goes unchecked, and then you get no victory. Amen. You get some mercy. <laughs> faith or faith accidents, but you don't live in the fullness of God because you don't do what it takes. God's ordained us to do certain things, amen? And so we have to follow through, and they're not hard. They're easy things. Why are they so easy? Because it's already done, amen? And lean not to our own understanding. Stop trying to figure everything out. When you start doing that, you come out of the Spirit, and you're back considering but the Bible says to consider not. Don't think about what ifs. Don't think about how many mistakes you've already made because you're going to make another one. You know, but stay on top of that with repentance. It's, but stop. It, the way you talk is your responsibility. Stop talking negative. Amen. Just stop it. Stop being negative. Stop always because they, you see, some people like to do this for attention. They love it. They, they like being negative to get attention because they want everybody to say, oh, poor, poor them. Well, honey, you better fight the good fight of faith. <laughs> you better do what I'm trying to do. You better fight the good fight of faith. And having done all, stand, you got to do it all, then some. And quit being so negative because it's, it's an attention getter. And the people that do it all the time are not even aware that they do it because they're so addicted to it. It's sad. Amen. And you never get victory. They're always the last in the line. Need I say more? I can go on and on, but I won't. But we have to stop being like that because it does not glorify God. That's the worst thing. Being in all this negativity, it does not glorify God. You're glorifying Satan. You might as well move into in with him. Amen. Let him in and bow to him. That's bow. You're bowing to Satan. That's negative energy. Thank you. And so we need to watch these things. You know, sometimes we say negative things because I was saying, mm, I ain't feeling all that great. And I caught myself, didn't I? Okay, I did. And I said, uh, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I didn't tell you that, did I? I said something else. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so we have to catch these things. And we can do it. It's the work. And you have to work at it and work at it and work at it <laughs> and work at it. Amen. Until you get it, you can do it. Because God's given us the measure of faith that it takes to live victorious in this lifetime. Amen. And this faith 
can last us a lifetime, and we continue to add to it and add to it and add to it. Amen. Hallelujah. And let patience have its perfect work. You see why sometimes God doesn't give us things? Because patience has to have its perfect work on the inside of us. Amen. And we need to be reminded of these things. I thought I'd preach about the anointing. But it's like, no, because people have to get to point A to get to point B. And, you know, we still have not learned how to take control of our thinking and take control of our tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Call these things. Call those things. Don't call what what I call a car. You got a car. Call something you don't have. See, because that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Call something you don't have. Amen. Like something that you're waiting on that you think is never coming and you don't want to talk about it. Call that thing. Amen. Call that. And you know you don't want to get stuck with the wrong thing, so you just don't talk about it no more. Amen. Well, I'm just, I'm an Enoch. No, you're not. No, no way. You ain't that. <laughs> Amen. And so we just need to just keep a, a good relationship with God. I mean, God loves us. I don't even think we can mess our relationships up with, with him. I really don't think so. Amen. But we need to take God seriously. Amen. Know that he loves us. Maybe he just needs to change our names. So that we'll know, so we'll hear who we are. Because we need to really know who we are and not forget it. Amen. And when you mess up, just repent and keep going. My goodness, God doesn't put us in the penalty box. We put ourselves there, but God doesn't do that. He doesn't, he doesn't punish us because he, he, he's a just God. And his, you know, he knows how to be more than fair. He's better to us than we are to ourselves. We punish ourselves because we don't know who we are. Amen. We don't even know how to treat ourselves sometimes because we don't know who we are. And so God is saying in this hour, I love you. I want to help you. Amos 9.13, I believe, is his help. <laughs> This is lifeline for all us complainers and people who are negative and don't want to do the right thing. You're negative because you're hard-headed. Amen. But God even has a plan for you. Amen. It ain't over for you either. You know, some people are just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, we might as well just get it over with. You know, God, you know, I messed up and he might as well. Nope. He's going to let you do that. Amen. He's, going to, he's always here. He has not changed his position. He has not said what he said about you. His promises are good. Nothing has changed. Amen. But let patience have its perfect work. And then so you can get the joy and the peace and the love. You know, walking in love. And that works with your faith. Try that. If your faith is shaky and you don't seem to have faith like sister so-and-so, and I just don't try to love walk because faith works by love. Faith works by love. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember when I first found that out, my teeth almost fell out. I said, oh, my goodness. 
And so you just got to do a whole lot of forgiving. Amen. A whole lot of forgiving. Because there's a whole lot of blessing that God wants to do for you. Amen. Why don't we stop? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We praise you and we lift you up. We thank you for your word. And we bless you, Father. Hallelujah. God has for you.